Talk North is everywhere, of course. I'm in Philadelphia preparing for a Vikings game. John is everywhere in Minnesota because that's what he does. This is Preps Today with John Millay, part of TalkNorth.com. Please subscribe to your favorite podcast app if you like this show or any other show at the network. It's the easiest way to listen. It is also absolutely free. Thanks to our longtime sponsors, Pizza Barn in Princeton, Propane, propane.com, and All Energy Solar, allenergysolar.com. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Brandon Morton is our producer. It is September 14th. We are getting into the meat of high school sports and activity season. Uh, John, why don't you start us off by remembering uh, a sadder September day? Yeah, Jim. Uh, those of us of a certain age, we remember 22 years ago this week when when some bad stuff happened. Um, and as I do every year on John's journal, I posted what I wrote in the Star Tribune a couple of days after September 11th that year. And my attempt was to tie high school sports and into recovery from things like that. And I, I dialed up the athletic director at Columbine high school, I think the day after nine 11 and, uh, Talked to him, you know, that's where 12 students and teachers were murdered in 1999. And then I talked to the football coach in Osceola, Wisconsin, where two brothers had been killed in a car accident a month before 9-11. And, and that, that seems to resonate with people. Even now, 22 years later, I still get comments from people when I, when I post that. And, and Jim, I, I think back to that week, we were both at the Star Tribune and you did some same, some writing along the same lines. And if I remember, you went to a Bloomington Jefferson football game that week. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah. Because Tom Burnett, one of the yeah. Tom Burnett Jr. who had played quarterback at Jefferson, he was on flight 93. Correct. And I saw a note from Tim Carlson, the Bloomington Jefferson football coach. Uh, when I posted the John's journal story on, on the high school league, Facebook page, MSHSL on Facebook, Tim had just posted a short comment. He remembered Tom Burnett's parents coming to the Jefferson game that week and how, how special that was. So I, you know, I don't know that memories of things like that fade. I, they haven't for me. It's really, it's crystal clear what, what I, you know, remember from those days. What about you is uh, what stands out more than two decades later for you? Just the, the shock of, of seeing the images and, and, you know, when the first explosion happened and there was a lot of confusion, you know, you're, you, it was horrific, but you hoped it wasn't an attack. You hoped it was just some kind of other tragedy. And then the second plane hit the second tower and then you realize what was really happening. And I just, and just, it's, I'm, I'm a student of history. I, I love historical fiction. I love reading true history document. I, you know, I just, I've always been fascinated by the way you know, human history has evolved. And it just, just made me realize that, you know, as safe as we've always felt in America, because we haven't been attacked by an outside power since 1812, um, this, is, this is part of the reality of being human, is that, you know, no matter how safe you like to feel, uh, you are not necessarily ever truly safe in this life. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good, that's, that's, <laughs> that's profound. Thank, thank you for that. Yeah, it was, it was quite a time. Um, you know, the, the good thing, and you hear about this sometimes, is people came together across the country. We were all one team after that. I wish we could get back to that. I don't know if we ever can. My wife and I had a discussion the other day. If, if September, if something along those lines happened now, would this country, you know, both sides of the aisle come together like that? 
And we both kind of thought, mm, probably not. It's just nope. things are so worse now, so much worse, so different. So, yeah, it's uh, – and there's good things to come out of it. You know, Tom Burnett, everybody knows who he is, and there's a there's a rock with an inscription from a speech he made on the grounds at Bloomington Jefferson that's that all the football players, all the athletes see on their practice fields. And, and I went to Blake uh, that fall – Gordy Amott was a Blake graduate who died in one of the towers. They've named the stadium after him. And they have a, they have an actual beam from one of the towers uh, on display at the stadium, kind of a permanent work of art there. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was quite a week, and, and uh, we hope we don't ever have to survive something like that again. Yes. So we have we have we have more fun topics to talk about. Yes, we that, that was important <laughs> to talk about. We'll move on to current events and more pleasant events. Uh, once again, John, of course, high school preps activities writer and guru at mshsl.org. Uh, that's correct, right? Org. I always want to make org. sure I don't that. Org. Yes. We're an org. Yeah. Yes, you are an org. <laughs> and uh, John does great work there. He writes uh, John's journal, which is fascinating, just great stuff to read. This, of course, is a show where John and I just talk through all the coolest things happening in Minnesota sports and activities, and also uh, hear about John's travels, which are, are extensive. So let us get to uh, the first pleasant topic of the day, Mabel, Canton, and volleyball. Yeah, last week I talked on the show, I congratulated uh, Mabel Canton volleyball coach Lonnie Morkin on uh, recently becoming only the fourth volleyball coach in Minnesota history to record 800 career wins. Uh, I drove down there on Tuesday night this week. I drove down to Mabel. It's south of Rochester. It's just a hop, skip, and a jump from the Iowa border. I can smell my homeland down there. <laughs> and I, I watched the Mabel Canton Cougars play Kingsland in volleyball in the tiny, classic, unbelievably cool gym in Mabel. Uh, you can go to John's Journal at mshsl.org to read about Lonnie, how he got to where he has been for 30 years now. It's a really interesting tale of a young college graduate trying to find work and coaching and teaching. And and uh, it's a family story. Lonnie has coached his three daughters in volleyball. The youngest, Sahara, is a junior this year. Uh, and this is a good volleyball program. They finished third at the state tournament a year ago, which ended a 21-year state tournament drought because they play some of the toughest competition in, in their section tournament. Uh, it's unbelievable, that part of the state, how good volleyball is. And I, I, I told Lonnie and I told his daughter, Sahara, how much fun I had seeing that team at the state tournament last year because I've known Lonnie for a long time. He's a, he's a celebrity in the volleyball world. And everybody loves Lonnie. And the theme of what I wrote about him is he's he's a guy who always smiles. There's two things about Lonnie Morgan. He's always smiling. Nobody's ever seen him in long pants. He's a, he's a fire. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. And I put in the story uh, next month, Lonnie, he's been in the Volleyball Coaches Hall of Fame for a long time. He's going to be inducted into the Minnesota High School Coaches Association Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame which is all sports. And, and I'm an honorary member of that group, and I'm invited to their Hall of Fame banquet every year, and I'll be there. I think it's October 14th. This is a, a, a suit and a tie type of deal, so I'm curious to see if Lonnie's going to have the shorts on or if we'll finally see him in long pants. So uh, Lonnie Morkin's a great, a great guy, great, a great example of a wonderful coach and has done so many things. And as I tweeted when I got home late Tuesday night, I set a personal record in the category of travel time versus game time. 
Hmm. So from my house to Mabel, Minnesota and back, I was in the car for four and a half hours. The time of the match, the volleyball match lasted 42 minutes. So four and a half hours wow. in the car to watch 42 minutes of volleyball. And by golly, I, I'd do it again tomorrow because it's That's just, so fantastic. Much, just so much fun. Yeah. Reminds me, uh, you know, just when I covered baseball extensively, uh, I got to know so many scouts and it, the scout stories are always amazing. It's like they, you know, okay, you have to fly two or three hours to get to this place. So you can rent a car and drive three hours to this remote high school. So you can see a left-handed pitcher uh, pitch one inning of relief in a game that might be rained out. It just, right. you know, I mean, we, you, I've traveled a lot in my time. Uh, I don't know anybody who drives as much as you do to get their work done. And, but baseball scouts, they, they will spend entire days to see one at bat. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. When I, uh, I did this story a year before the wild started, a photographer and I from the Star Tribune followed their top amateur scout. We were up in Quebec for a week and uh, Tommy Thompson was his name and, and he guided us around and we went to, you know, major junior Quebec hockey league games every night. And, uh, he, sometimes he was watching one player, you know, mm-hmm. who maybe wasn't on the ice that much if there are injuries or whatever. And, and that's the same kind of deal. He had rented a minivan and some of those nights we'd, he'd stop at a different hotel and pick up a couple other scouts and, and go out to eat. And it's like a social thing. And then you go to these little small, it's like high school hockey in Minnesota. I mean, rinks like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he might be watching one player who's, you know, on the ice every fourth shift. And uh, yeah, it's amazing what, the, what, especially scouts, I think in baseball, hockey, certainly that's, that's, there's a lot of time on the road in the air and getting to where you got to be. And then you do it all over again the next day. No doubt. All right, let's get to spam alert. Yeah. As, as the new school year is going here, out come the spam accounts on social media uh, I don't know who these dimwits are. They impersonate the high school league. They impersonate, they try to impersonate NSPN, the official streaming partner of the league. Uh, my friend, Phil Kimmel, who's the athletic director at Park High School, he's been all over this. He's been calling these these uh, outfits out on social media, tagging me on it. And we'll keep fighting it. We'll keep at it. But just a warning to everybody, if you're going to click on something, that may want a credit card number or personal information. Just do everything you can to make sure it's it's a real account that it's not a spam account that just wants to spam spam you and scam you. Oh man, um, well I'm <laughs> glad you glad you're bringing that to people's attention. Yeah. That's terrible. Uh, let's we're going to get some tidbits. We're going to thank a ref. We're going to talk about John's next big trip. We do as always want to thank Jody Stay and her fine operation Pizza Barn in Princeton. You got it, Jim. The Pizza Barn in downtown Princeton. Uh, As we know, they always celebrate with the Pizza of the Month. And for September, the Pizza of the Month is Buffalo Mac and Cheese. I've seen that one on this list before. This is a real beauty. It's as delicious as it sounds. And keep your eyes out for the two Pizza Barn food trucks. They're, They're out and about, always busy serving great items from the Pizza Barn in downtown Princeton. And like me, uh, distance is not a barrier to the Pizza Barn food trucks. They go far and wide. And we're congratulating everyone at the Pizza Barn for 40 years of outstanding service to the community. It's always a busy place with a menu that includes everything you'd want for lunch, dinner, in-person dining, uh, take and bake. They deliver, they cater. 
They have a popular lunch buffet Monday through Friday. And as we always say, great thanks to our friend Jody Stay and her outstanding crew at the Pizza Barn for 40 years and for sponsoring our podcast. Feels like they've been sponsoring us for 40 years. <laughs> you weren't even 40 years old. How could That's that be? That's a good point. I don't think that possibly be true. <laughs> Hey, all energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. All energy solar is ready to take any solar project, home or work, from design to installation and everything in between. If you go to allenergysolar.com slash coach, you will find out more about design and installation. Or you can just go to allenergysolar.com to find out everything you need to know and educate yourself about solar as solar becomes the next big thing. Uh, in terms of clean energy, I also want to let you know a lot of people agree we need to lower our carbon footprint and need reliable and affordable energy every day. A diverse energy mix will provide reliability and affordability. Fortunately, a clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today. It's propane. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. Propane is energy stored on-site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the utility grid. And propane's benefits don't end there. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane. Renewable propane is compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Minnesota needs to use all of our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy, reliability, resiliency, and affordability. Propane, the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you at propane.com. Com. All right, John, let's get to our, our tidbits. Yeah, I got a few short little items of interest here, Jim. As I mentioned on the show last week, uh, last Friday, I went to a football game at Roseville. Eastview was the visiting team. And uh, most of the attraction, part of the attraction was seeing my high school league colleague, Amy Doherty, being inducted into the Roseville High School Hall of Fame at halftime. This was really fun. The, uh, the other inductees included Mike Mascala. He's been in the NBA for 10 years now. And another great Roseville grad, Rhonda Curtin Engelhart, a pioneer of girls hockey in Minnesota. And this is a rarity. We knew we, we knew this news when it was announced a while back that Rhonda, she's a scout for the Nashville Predators, which is fantastic. Um, the halftime ceremony was, was really well done. And I told the folks at Roseville, I've, I've seen dozens and dozens of these kind of ceremonies. This was perfectly done. It was just, I think they had six, of the seven uh, inductees were there. They had them all out, out the 50-yard line, center of the football field. The PA script was really detailed about all of their careers. It was, and the whole thing was great. Just you know, I'm I'm a big believer in game production, even at the high school level. And this was this was top notch. And and that credit goes to two young women who are the top athletic administrators at Roseville High School, Andrea Schmidt. And Julie Friend, I've known Andrea for a few years, and I met Julie that night. These are wonderful young administrators. I was just, I walked away, I got to my car and was driving home, and I was just so impressed with everything I saw during this football game between Eastview and Roosevelt. Well, before, during, and after. Everything was first class. The PA announcements stressed the importance of respecting officials. They did, they did that before the game and at the start of the second half. Very nicely asked fans to keep an eye out for litter, keep the place clean, and just positive messaging, which was really good to see. There wasn't one negative thing the whole night that I saw. The Roseville band was exceptional. Uh, the student section was really classy, as was the football team. And and as I told people at Roseville, I've been attending high school events for decades and decades. And Roseville, just I thought they set a really high standard 
on how these things should be done. So congrats to everybody at Roseville. That's a that's a special place. Uh, we're talking here early Thursday morning. You're in Philadelphia for the Vikings game tonight. Uh, I'm not going to go that far. I'm going to go to Edina here Thursday night for a football game between Minnetonka and Edina. Friday night, I'm going to go to Park at Cottage Grove. They're hosting Buffalo in an interesting mass matchup. Looking forward to having having more fun. I want to mention some some Twitter traffic from our friend Rick Graman in Rick Gramont in Piers. Uh, he tweeted on Friday, the Piers Pioneers community dedicated a new permanent food stand at the football field called Joyce's Burger Booth. It's in memory of the late Joyce Leidenfrost, who spent countless hours grilling and serving food at Pioneers games. Joyce left us last December and her incredible smile and positive attitude made such an impact on everyone she knew. And then Rick also had a picture with uh, Joyce's son, Michael, daughter, Katie, husband, Tom, daughter, Sophie, son, Andy. And as Rick wrote in Joyce's words, always be humble and kind. That's, that's pretty good. Thanks to Rick Graham and up in Pierce for uh, sharing that with us. Excellent stuff. Uh, well, let's say some more thanks. Let's thank a ref. Yeah. I'm going to thank a ref. This comes from a ref. Uh, it was a Twitter post by Alex Hine. He's a football official and a basketball coach from Jackson. He wrote, had the pleasure of officiating an awesome overtime game between Cedar Mountain and Mountain Lake area. Players played hard. Coaches were outstanding to work with. Love the pregame notes from the Mountain Lake players, high school sports at its finest, unquote. And he included a photo of basically these handmade cards that the football players from Mountain Lake had, had put together thanking the officials. It's a simple thing. It's effective. It speaks volumes. So we love to hear those kinds of deals. Yes, sir. All right. So usually you are wearing out the tires on your Camry going all yeah. over the state. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like you will not be driving on your next big trip. I will not. I will be on a plane. I'm headed to Denver for three days next week. Uh, this is a working trip. I've been invited to speak at a workshop uh, during a performing arts conference held by the National Federation of State High School Associations. That's the national group. It's based in Indianapolis. They oversee high school activities across the country. They've asked me to put together a presentation on using social media to promote performing arts on the high school level. I can do that. I'm, I don't speak PowerPoint fluently, but I've got a presentation put together. Be doing that next week. I'll spend some time in Denver. My wife's going to go along and we love Denver. You know, I, I, the conference will be great. I'm looking forward to that and looking forward to spending time in, in one of my favorite cities back in my star tribune days when I helped cover the wild and the timber wolves at the paper, uh, Denver was always a great trip. I, I can't wait to get back. Um, we're trying to see if there's anything in the evening we could do. I'm not very familiar with Arctic Monkeys. This is a musical group. Yeah. But I, I've I, always I, wanted to go to the Red Rocks Amphitheater out there. I've never been there for a show. Arctic Monkeys are there, but uh, the general admission tickets are 150 Ooh. I don't know if we if we want to do that. I I got the thumbs down from from uh, my wife on that, which I tend to agree with. But uh, we'll 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 find some stuff to do, and and the weather should be great. I uh, can't wait to get back to Denver. I, I will say I'm not an Arctic Monkeys fan, just because it's not my era. Right. It's a but they're a talented band, and Red Rocks is spectacular. So even though it's a high ticket price, yeah. it might be a once in a lifetime opportunity to be at Red Rocks, which is 
supposed to be just, it's yeah. like one of the few things in my life I haven't done that I regret not having done. Yeah. I've come close uh, of someone that my wife and I grew up with has lived in Denver since he graduated from college in Iowa. And we were out there hanging out with him and his wife one time. And, uh, we went to, he was going to show us Red Rocks. And apparently when there's nothing going on, you can get in there and see the place. Yeah. But there was some, some band that was performing that night was doing a sound check. So we couldn't get inside, but we kind of got the, the gist of the, of the place. But yeah, I will have to just wait till another time when the, when the tickets are a little more reasonable, but yes. Yeah. Denver's a great city. It's uh, my most memorable memory from Denver, the night of the George Bush Al Gore presidential election. I was in Denver covering the wild. And this was, this was quite a deal as those of us old enough to remember. So up in the press box, way up there at the top of the then Pepsi center, I don't know what it's called now, you know, in a, in a hockey press box, you've got big TVs hanging from the ceiling and they alternated every either every other one was either on the hockey game or like whatever TV network was showing election returns. So most of us up there were had one eye on the ice and one eye on the TVs. And I, the game ended, and I got my work done, went back to the hotel, and we didn't know for days. You know, this was the whole Florida recount, hanging Chad's mm-hmm. election, and I just remember. I mean, I had to get up in the morning and get to the airport, but I didn't sleep much because I had the TV on and. At one point, I, I thought, well, I better get some sleep. It's like 2 in the morning. I don't know. So I kept the TV on, and I turned the volume down, but I was trying to gauge it. So if there was immense cheering in some ballroom somewhere that the election had been decided, I would hear that and maybe uh, maybe uh, be caught up with the news. I, I don't remember. There, that It wasn't decided that night. I think it was, it was weeks till that thing was settled. But that's my favorite, uh, weirdest Denver memory. Well, that's, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I've covered, <laughs> like you, I've, I've covered uh, mostly wild games and playoff games out there. But yeah. I've been to Denver. I've been to Colorado Springs. I've been to Durango, which is where Red McCombs has his big old house, had his big old house. Yeah. And just uh, Denver's great. Colorado Springs is beautiful. Durango's, it, it's just a, a beautiful state. So enjoy yeah. your time there, John. You bet. Thanks, Jim. Have a good time in Philly. Let's go Vikings. I appreciate it, John. Thanks to John. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. Again, the best way to listen to this show or any show you like at TalkNorth.com. Subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. As you know, tons of outdoor content, all the sports content you could possibly want, variety shows, and a growing list of shows. Thanks so much. We do appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week.